Welcome to the Father's Heart with Tom Clark, better known as Papa Tom. Good morning. This is Papa Tom, Father's Heart Talk Show. Here you this morning and sharing with you from the Father's Heart. You know, I've been praying, thinking about these shows that uh, I've been putting on. I really realized the most important thing I can do with my audience is to share with you what God the Father is talking to me about. And I could share with you my opinions, but that's probably not worth that much. Or I can give you some facts and data, and that, that's helpful. But it's more important to show you his and share with you what he's saying to me to tell you because that's where you're going to find the truth and the love. It's coming from God the Father to me and brought to you. And that's the real value of the Father's Heart Talk Show is to impart to you what the Father is showing me. So today, what he's showing me and wants me to talk about is the children. More specifically, protecting the children. It's in the Father's heart, as we've shared many times before, to protect, provide, and to mentor. And right now, it's important to talk about protecting the children. And um, in that regard, because our mission statement is bringing the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, it's really an appeal to uh, protect the children from the spirit of confusion. And I'm specifically going to go into examples of things that are not right in the world today. Uh, in fact, they're very horrible. Uh, but I'm not going to leave you there. By the end of the show, I'm going to bring out things that you can do to take action to counteract uh, what is happening there. But the first appeal is protecting the children, and the first step to protecting the children is to become awake. You know, there's a scripture that says in Hebrews, but to the Son, now he's referring to God's talking about Son, like the Son of God, the, the only begotten one, but to the Son, capital S, he says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of the, of the kingdom. The scepter of righteousness is the scepter of the kingdom. What does the word scepter mean? Well, in, in um, history, we find kings having a scepter, or maybe we'd call it a staff in modern-day language. It was something that symbolized the power of the kingdom, and it was something that the king could lean on. He's leaning on the power of the kingdom is righteousness, is what that statement is saying. And, you know, we don't even understand what righteousness means today. Righteousness has become a religious term, but it's really a natural term for what is right, what is in the right position, rightly related, right-hearted, in the right position. Justice, for example, is what is right, another example of it. And so with that in mind, um, I'd like to share with you some things about children that I've been coming across, and that it's in the Father's heart for me to share about this. Uh, children are the most vulnerable human beings on the planet. They're the easiest to capture and the easiest to manipulate. Matthew 18, verse 6 says, Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he would drown in the depths of the sea. The God the Father told us right from the very beginning he made a statement. He said, after he created Adam and Eve, man and woman, he said to them to be fruitful and multiply. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, Genesis 1:28, And replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. You see, there's a connection between being fruitful and multiply and dominion, which God gave to Adam. Satan cannot reproduce. He cannot multiply. He does not have reproductive organs, and he hates those who do. Guess what homo sapiens have? Reproductive organs. We can procreate just like God our Father. 
Of course, no surprise, we are made in his image and likeness of our Father. So of course we can procreate, of course we can reproduce, but Satan cannot, and he's jealous of us because we can. Yet we find ourselves just like in the days of Noah, when mankind turned from God and perverted the way our Father gave to us. It says in scripture, in Romans, the just shall live by faith. But we find that for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. There's that word again, unrighteousness. And unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish, foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another, and men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. What I just read to you is out of the word. Not my opinion, it's what God's saying about LBGTQ. Specifically today though, I want to focus on the children and specifically about transgender and the effect that it's having on our nation and on the families of this earth. Human trafficking is developed to child trafficking, cartels in Mexico and Central America. It's a big business. Why uh, follow the money? You know, it is said in scripture, the love of money is the root of all evil. So follow the money. Parents are selling their children based upon a lie that they're gonna have a better life in America. Cartels are the middlemen furthering selling the further selling the children to whom? Why? There apparently is great demand for children. Why is that? Is it for good reasons or nefarious reasons? I contend it's for nefarious reasons. Things like pedophilia and even worse, maybe even as bad as child sacrifices coming over our southern border. We're given reasons for these things. People saying they're coming in for votes. Maybe, possibly. Drug trafficking is emitted like fentanyl. That, that's probably going on a lot too. But the real problem is human trafficking, and specifically child trafficking. And the question I ask you is why? You know, um, I've been hearing lots of stories from people I know around the country in small towns where we have transvestites and drag queens presenting themselves before children and uh, parading before children. Our school systems and libraries are being used for these purposes. Why is there not an outrage among the citizens? Why are, men why are men not taking a stand for what is right? You know, I remember this commercial they used to have with a uh, men's aftershave where the man got in front of the mirror and he looked in the mirror and he slapped himself a couple of times and he says, oh, thanks, I needed that. Wake up, wake up, America. Wake up to understand what's happening to our children. It's one of those things that 
is something that's so important to us to be able to wake up and to take a stand against this. With that in mind, I want to show you a little clip of actually two clips of a story. You might remember this uh, movie. There's two movies I want to bring out to you that have scenes in them that I think are important to today. One is the movie that I actually like. I, it's uh, not a Christian movie, but it uh, has its points. Um, it's about standing for what is right. That's why I bring it to your attention. It's called Man on Fire. It's with Denzel Washington. And in this story, uh, the background of the story is uh, Denzel is a guy named Creasy, I think his name is, the character of the movie. He's a bodyguard for a wealthy businessman down in, I think it's Mexico or Central America somewhere. That doesn't really matter. The point is the child that he's uh, protecting as a bodyguard is Dakota Fanning in the movie, and uh, she's kidnapped. So the whole story is based upon the kidnapping. And in this kidnapping plot, he uh, retired... CIA agent, Denzel Washington, uh, he gets his back up because he realizes what's wrong, and he's going to take a stand for what's right. So he, gets, he goes against corrupt cops, corrupt politicians, uh, the whole system is corrupt, and yet he's working his way through to, um, uh, to save this young girl uh, from the people who kidnapped her. He's got two scenes there I'd like to bring up. There's one quote from the scene that says, Forgiveness is between God and them. He is just arranging the meeting. Forgiveness is between them and God, I should say. It's my job to arrange the meeting. Um, it's, it's important to understand that um, he's trying to set a very, very evil situation in the right place, and that he makes that statement. But the next statement is even more important, and that's the uh, statement that he makes about the idea of what is right and taking a stand for what is right. Everything will be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, then it's not the end. Then we find ourselves in that situation today. We're coming to the end of an age. A lot of things are not right. Well, hold on. It's not the end yet. So where it is that you might stand in that position. There's another scene from another movie called Lord of the Rings when there's a king in the Lord of the Rings named... I believe the name of the king is Theoden. Interesting name. Theo comes from God. And it's the, uh, the Two Towers. Theoden is introduced in the Two Towers, the second volume Lord of King of Ring, Lord of the Rings, as King of Rohan. By this point, Theoden has grown weak with age and was largely controlled by his chief advisor, Grima Wormtongue. That's an interesting name, Wormtongue. You can see where that's going with the way they named him. He's, he's kind of like a wizard. He's called the chief advisor, but he's really an evil person who gets into wizardry, who is secretly in the employ of the corrupt wizard Saruman. There we go. One of the last Hunt for the Ring manuscripts says, Worm Tongue has great influence over the king, who is enthralled by his counsel. In Unfinished Tales, it is further implied that the failure of the king's health was induced or increased by subtle poisons. Maybe we'll call them pharmaceuticals administered by Grima. As Theoden sat powerless, Rohan was troubled by orcs and Dunlendings, who operated under the will of Saruman, ruling from Isengard. At the sound of the bent shape of King Theoden sprang uh, suddenly erect. Tall and proud, he seemed again, and rising to his stirrups, he cried in a loud voice, more clear than there had ever heard a mortal man achieve before. Arise, arise, riders of Theoden, Fell deeds awake, fire and slaughter, spear shall be shaken. 
She'll be splintered a sword for the day, a red day, ere the sun rises. When Galdolf and Aragorn, along with Legolas and Gimli, appeared before him in the two towers, Theoden initially rebuffed the wizard's advice to oppose Saruman. When Gandalf revealed Wormtongue for what he was, however, Theoden returned to his senses. And that's the reason why I'm bringing that up. Is a point of this great awakening in America today, where I think we did a little slap in the face, at least men should do that, women maybe metaphorically, and uh, become awake to what's going on, because I think we're under a stupor. We've been programmed. We've been um, uh, as if we were under a spell like this king was. He was under a spell by Wormtongue. And then he finally came to his senses. He restored his nephew, took up his sword, and in spite of his age, led the riders of Rohan to victory in the Battle of Helm's Deep. He then visited Isengard, saw that it had been destroyed, and then speaking, so forth, so, so forth. The, uh, the important thing here is in that little story, it talks about a king who was under the influence of a spell and couldn't fulfill, fulfill his calling and destiny. And we find ourselves in that situation a lot. We're being duped by these things. So you see, um, like I said, um, many of us have been duped and programmed and even under a spell. We're in a stupor, as if asleep, while our families, communities, and nations being ripped from, our mor from their moorings, ripped from their consciences. It's something that is uh, really um, uh, affecting the, our, our nation today, and it's something that I'm calling out, and I'm calling it out because I really believe in this, in the heart of God, to stand up for children. Uh, you'll see it, you know, expressed in some of our movies on the right side, maybe not done exactly the right way because it was done violently from Man of Fire. Uh, you can see it uh, expressed in different places that they're there. Uh, I've been listening to um, people like Jordan Peterson, and he had a discussion with uh, another doctor, a psychiatrist, a woman doctor. Her name is Dr. Miriam Grossman, I believe her correct name is. And they were talking about the effect of what is happening with children. And then they actually, the conversation went further and said, actually the effect upon their parents, the psychological effect on children and the psychological effect on parents of bringing these issues up with gender dysphoria. Now, that's a big term. It really means being confused. And really, I believe that's where the Spirit of God is dealing with us right today is on this issue of um, the spirit of confusion. Two years ago, I wrote a book called Luke the Lightbearer Defeats the Spirit of Confusion. And the book is really dealing with this issue underlying of uh, confusing children as to who their, what their gender is. You can't change their biology, biology by a psychological effect. Uh, cannot give them uh, drugs that will change them uh, in, the, in truth. Um, you cannot um, mutilate their bodies and bring them to the point of realizing uh, who their true person are. It's all false. It's all a lie. And sadly, it has much more damaging effects than what initially appears to the people who are being, are being sucked into this process. Um, Jordan Peterson, when he brought it out with, he made two statements over the last week, which I thought were very, very key. He's becoming more and more, I hear more and more scriptural or biblical words coming out of him. 
he was once on an interview with uh, Joe Rogan, and uh, he explained to Joe Rogan that the Bible is the fundamental book upon which all books are written. It is truer than true. It's the only place where you can get truth. So earlier in this conversation, I read you three or four scriptures describing what is true, what is right, and how we've turned from what is right, and specifically how we've turned from what is right and what is true in this area of confusing the children, or when the children get confused, we are um, about their gender, how we're spending so much time, so much money, so much energy um, in our healthcare system is corrupted to turn these children uh, into um, human beings that God not intended for them to be. You can't separate their gender from their identity. And trying to do that, very, very bad things happen, uh, specifically actually leading to suicide. You know, there was a study done about 20 years ago, I mentioned this previously, uh, Johns Hopkins study that 20 years ago that the psychiatry department at Johns Hopkins tracked the transgender operations. Now, 20 years ago, they're doing operations on older people. I'm, I'm assuming it was over 18, over 21, not young kids. And these operations that were done on older people after they tr were um, performed in five and 10 years later, 30% of the people who had uh, undergone a um, transgender operation were committing suicide. And in 10 years, 50% were committing suicide. So temporarily, there was a period of time there where the Board of Trustees, this is going back 20 years ago, stopped the transgender operations because the statement by the psychiatry department was that it was a mental illness and that it needed to be dealt with in that fashion, not by mutilating the bodies. However, the love of money is the root of all evil. There's too much money in the pharmaceutical aspect of this, too much money in the operations, so Johns Hopkins got back into it again, and so have hundreds of other hospitals, I'm sure. And they now lowered the age, it's no longer over 21 up an operation or 18, and they're now going down to children uh, you know, under, under 12 years old. Uh, pre before the age of puberty, they're approaching them. Guidance counselors are involved in this. Social workers are involved with this. Um, the mental health part of our world is against this. Who is taking a stand against this evil? This is not right. And people need to wake up to what's happening and take a stand to it. The second children is the parents. From God's perspective, parents are the ch his children as well. And they're being traumatized, which is the second word that Jordan Peterson spoke that was scriptural. In his conversation with Dr. Grossman, when they described what was happening to the parents who are being told by mental health professionals that if they don't get their children these drugs to change their gender, that they would be complicit in their, um, their suicides. Uh, that's just horrible. It's, it's absolutely horrible that he was doing this, uh, that they're doing this to the parents. And so Jordan Peterson described that the trauma that the parents were actually experienced was they were being demonized. He specifically used the word demonized. And that's why I'm bringing this up on this show. It is a spiritual issue. It's a spiritual issue that has ramifications uh, to our lives in very deep and meaningful ways. There is, on a spiritual level, Satan is in a position where he cannot reproduce. 
and his interest is to depopulate the earth, de-control uh, the remaining people who are alive on the earth, and then transhumanism. Transgender is part of transhumanism. It really is connected on a spiritual level. We are made in the image and likeness of God. We are made man and woman. That's it. Any other deviation from that, you're going to have problems, and big problems. When um, you understand that uh, it, if we do it God's way, we're going to have success in life and enjoy our life, and if we go against it, the ramifications are uh, traumatic. It just, it just takes away um, all the joy that we can have in living on our lives and living on our lives in a good and healthy way and just enjoying our lives. As a rabbi once said, when you left the earth and God talked to you after the earth, did you enjoy your life? You want to answer that question. If you're going to go down this path of destruction, you're not going to enjoy your life. And the families that are impacted by this, and my heart goes out to the parents who uh, have uh, be, been confronted with this, not only for the, dealing with it from their children's level, but even more so dealing with it from the mental health professionals, the so-called experts that are accusing the parents of interfering with the child and causing the child to be moved in the direction of suicide when the spirit of suicide comes right at the heels of the spirit of confusion. Spirit of confusion comes in first, spirit of suicide comes in right as it heals because they're trying to depopulate us. They're trying to kill the children. They're trying to mutilate them so they can't reproduce. That's where the reality, that's the truth. Beyond the reality, that's what's truly happening. So wake up, America. Take a stand for what's true. In the heart of God, it doesn't matter what your gender is. In the heart of God, it doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. He wants you to stand for righteousness. Remember, the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of the kingdom. The power of the kingdom is expressed in righteousness. So what we are experiencing is unrighteousness, and the enemy of our souls is going in that direction. So I only have a few minutes left, and I want to share with you some things that are happening uh, with our show. Um, we are getting involved with a, um, another uh, charitable entity called Powercross. I've had the opportunity to meet with Jeff Stormont, and in fact, I enjoyed playing golf with Jeff just the other day at uh, Trump National. And he's having an event next week. I believe it is next Wednesday. What day is that? Um, today is the 13th, so uh, it would be the 19th. The 19th, way up in um, a place called Elkin, North Carolina. It's being sponsored by Raymer Oil Company. Uh, you can call the number 336-927-0790 or 336-984-0412. I think there's only two or three slots left. It's a golf tournament. It's a charitable golf tournament. They're raising money for Powercross. Uh, you'll be hearing more about Powercross in the future. And we are going to be working with people like that in terms of people that we want to sponsor at the Father's Heart Talk Show. So uh, I just want to share that with you. Another shout-out to Carson Wealth Management and the team at Carson Wealth Management for sponsoring the Father's Heart Talk Show. And we will be sponsoring other charitable entities with, that have a Father's Heart. So I want to share that with you. You also can call us at the station if you have any comments or any thoughts about today's show or other shows, because I'll be putting this on podcasts, so it's going to go all over the country. The office number here is 
704-872-6345. You can talk to me live at Thursday mornings between 8 and 8.30. Next week, by the way, if you tune in at 8 o'clock and you come in through Facebook, I'm going to be speaking for several minutes about what the show is going to be about before the show actually goes live. If you've been following our, our, um, our program, it actually goes live at 8.05, but we'll be speaking around 8.01 or 8.02. I'll be live on Facebook um, visually. You can see me and you can talk to me. Uh, and then we, at exactly 8.05, we go live on the air. So I want to be uh, uh, giving you an introduction to new happenings at the show. I'm going to be imparting the Father's heart to you and asking what he wants me to talk to you from his heart to your heart through Papa Tom. Bless you today and enjoy your day. Join us again next Thursday morning at 8 right here on News Talk WSIC.